Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 88 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. Joe, we finally had the return of Overwatch League this past week, week 19. Uh, we didn't get that. We didn't get that many games. We only got two uh, games coming out of the uh, Asian region, uh, but we got seven coming out of the North American region. Um, but we got some exciting ones. Uh, some not so exciting. Towards the end, we just got a bunch of three O's. Uh, one of the three O's was very surprising, and I'd say we should just get right into it and talk about that game um, because it was a game we both predicted. Soul Dynasty we would win, but the NYXL ended up beating Soul Dynasty this weekend three to nothing with their new edition of Hoxel. Um, and I am just going to propose the same question we I asked you last week, Joe, about Hoxel and NYXL. <laughs> now that you've seen one game with Hoxel, do you think NYXL is now an S tier team? Do you think they're towards the top now that you've seen one game with him? I mean, um, yeah, the addition of Hoxall was uh, absolutely certainly enough to bring them up from uh, sort of the mid-tier you know, slump. Um, I guess maybe that uh, we sort of saw at the with the May melee uh, that they didn't you know didn't perform particularly well. Um, I guess they, I guess they got the top four, I think, and then lost to Shanghai in that semifinal round. Um, but, uh, but but yeah, so it looked really nice against um, a soul team here that we also expected to look pretty good. Um, and, and yeah, Hawksaw definitely had um, a lot to do with that. I mean, between between this match um, and the next one we saw uh, this week, which was of course Paris Boston. Um, I mean, um, you know, heroes we haven't seen. <laughs> uh, specifically thinking about Genji, um, but also just like you know play styles that we haven't seen in a while and whether that's um it was, i mean it probably is you know a, a big factor of um of the players and and you know what uh what they're able to bring like like hoxall but um absolutely an upgrade for new york i mean um <laughs> again when you're when you're a new york team now that has players like libero and who are you on the bench i mean um, <laughs> this is uh, I've made a comment like that about Philly before too that uh, you know to to have that kind of flexibility is excellent I mean New York's got a got a history of of having a real deep uh, real deep DBS bench but uh, yeah definitely a good sign and and yeah it definitely looks um, really solid against again what what is um, a top team in the Pacific division for sure yeah, I agree. I still want to see them see them face off against Shanghai with Hawksaw on their team before I before I officially say they can put because the question with NYXL has always we know they've been like a top four team, but it's it, the question is always is there are they the top team because they've had so much success in this team's history that it's like they should at some point be the top team. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold back until they face Shanghai. Um, or until I see them against Shanghai to specifically say that they've finally done it because it's just hard to tell with NYXL, honestly. Every year you can come in and predict them to win the championship, but apparently they just they can't push it that far. They're they're a semifinals team, I guess. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that match isn't going to happen uh, until this, what, the summer showdowns that they're calling it? Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, at the earliest, because they don't play them in the regular the regular matches until then. Yep. Not a, not a scheduled match, so it will have to be a summer showdown match if it happens. Uh, so hopefully it happens because after this week specifically because clearly i i liked seeing hawks it was one game obviously we've got a, we've got a couple i think the asian region plays four games maybe i'm not sure but um yeah i'm excited to see to see what they can do um but nyxl's just always they've always been just pushing for that one one little notch higher and Let's see if this can get them there. I would be excited to see it. They deserve they deserve something here. It's been a it's been a while. They've been super good in their history, uh, and I, this this is going in the right direction. Um, as you mentioned earlier, Joe, the next game we had was a rematch between the Paris Eternal and Boston Uprising from the May Melee. Um, that was the last time Boston played. Paris had another game uh, after the Boston game, so. Um, wasn't the last team they played, but we got to see a five map game again. And Boston is continu- continuing to prove uh, week in and week out against some of the tougher opponents in the league that uh, the addition of Punk has uh, really changed this team. Um, and I don't see too many people rating this team at the at the very bottom of this North American division anymore. Uh, of course, just coming up barely short in this one, but this one had, uh, a, a new player involved in it too. His name is sparkle. Uh, we mentioned in last week's podcast, he finally turned 18 and Joe, what'd you think of uh, the rookies debut? Yeah, that was a really nice match. Um, <laughs> that again, um, you know, if we thought, uh, Hawksall was able to bring something new to, uh, New York in that match. I mean, it was, it was definitely, Definitely quite a show that uh, that Paris put on with Sparkle, um, and and both teams, you know, play in like solid dive compositions um, that we just haven't seen very often when they're not. Um, the, you, you know, uh, nowadays when you see dive, you don't very often see dive without Brig or Echo or you know, <laughs> but uh, but even without uh, either of those heroes, uh, pulling out the Genji Tracer and. Uh, you know, when you're able to support uh, your your Genji carry, um, essentially like like Sparkle ended up being um, strategy wise for for Paris in several of the uh, situations they ran into. You know, when you're able to support your Genji carry um, to the extent that, uh, for example, Fielder's Ana was able to, uh, you, you know, they're gonna have lots of success, uh, and you know, we definitely. You know, been thinking about. Uh, I think I think I made some kind of comment last week about you know that we're waiting on. It seems like all season we've been waiting on Paris to be like a full team. You know, it's like oh, when when Xy comes back or when when Hip comes back or when Sparkle turns eighteen, you know, then <laughs> then Paris will actually you know be able to uh, you know stand in their own and do these kinds of things. Um, and yeah, they, they looked really good um, against Boston. And we, um, you know, that you'll have you'll have people that come into that and you'd be like, yeah, they looked good against Boston, but you know, that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that, that's not a lot. Uh, but I mean, I don't want to detract from 
boss's performance in this this series too. I mean, you're right. This definitely wasn't. Um, you know, this isn't uh, what that hypothetical person might think um, of the typical Boston game. I mean, it, it was close. It was exciting, but both teams were also playing well. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, a slugfest. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was a little more explicit than that. And yeah, Punk sort of snuck in like right before the May melee, if I remember right, timing wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, definitely has been able to to shake up his team. Um, just in terms of what they're able to do, and um, be, you know, even if that's uh, so far hasn't been uh, winning Overwatch League match, uh, you know, there's 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 a stepwise sort of process you got to go through, you know. Um, but yeah, it, was, it looked it was a really good, solid match from from both teams, honestly. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, this is uh, my match to rewatch, actually, and my MVP comes for this match as well, and that's Sparkle. Um, of course, I think he had a fantastic week, looked really good on the Genji. Um, and I mean, at points people were at some point, Boston was able to counter a uh, nano blade. Uh, but the, the casters were just like, how do you even like, is it, it's just an automatic fight win. <laughs> um, almost every time they had to, uh, Boston ended up having to use like four alts or something to stop it um uh which i mean it was worth it in the end because they won that point uh on map five but yeah overall a great series i highly recommend uh going to watch that one great some great maps like king's row um and rialto volska all all of them were pretty pretty great and it's fun to see sparkle play because he he's pretty good i i'm excited for for this guy's future um but yeah, but Boston's definitely been showing up lately. I think Sideshow's been doing like fan, fantasy owl um, things every week uh, where you pick up a new team every week since the schedule's kind of messed up. And the winner of that this week apparently just picked up the entire roster of Boston and won with it. Um, I think it was mainly because they went to five maps and they were one of two team, the only two teams to go to five maps and fantasy points is basically based <laughs> off that. Um, but pretty hilarious nonetheless. Um, what else we got? Next game was Florida Mayhem versus Dallas Fuel. Um, and Mayhem were, were able to take this one. I think both of us, we picked this game. Both of us picked Florida. So we both expected that. Um, but I guess we could talk more about the fuel. Um, fuel have they've got good individual talent. I'm just wondering, Joe, where you think this team could go? Um, I think they played a graphic on Owl this past week before their game, just showcasing um, sort of how how their season, the fuel season, has gone so far, and they have just lost. Uh, the the teams they've won against it's not a great resume uh the best team they've won against is the la valiant and that was way way back um in april when when the valiant weren't necessarily as good as they are right now um but their other wins are like two against houston um and then i think there was one more win i can't remember it's a couple against washington oh yeah yeah washington so the, the 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 teams they've won against not that impressive what what do you think's missing for Dallas that that they're not able to pull out some wins against the teams they need to? Because obviously they're being these lowly teams. They'll probably end up beating Vancouver this upcoming week. Um, but it, it's it's really these other games that they need to start winning here, Joe. 
Yeah, it's true. Um, and the the you know when we talk about the Dallas Fuel and like the the successes that they have, you know, a lot of it is on the back of um, individual players. Like obviously, Decay comes to mind. Doa comes to mind. Um, just you know, that's sort of um, what this Overwatch League or like you know the Overwatch men in general has looked like. Um, for you know several months like post goats um which in fact i think roll came out near a year ago even now but uh, don't go away on that because i don't remember but uh the point being uh that it's been it's been a lot of individual stuff that's set dials apart in these matches that they have had good success on um whereas um you, you know the comparing that to other teams that have had consistent success, you know, that's not where you want to be like long-term uh, as a team. And I think that's a good part of, of some of these, the weaknesses that we can see from Dallas field is, you know, when you go up against a team that's able to, um, you know, successfully and efficiently take care of, you know, your primary threats, um, uh, like that's the, uh, the, the that's the rub, right? You know, if your if your your carry is being shut down effectively, um, you're you're by definition going to lose a lot of value. You're going to lose, um, you know, matches. Um, and, and I don't know. Obviously, that's not like a you know end all solution for Dallas, but I think definitely um, the the star power. Um, Again, particularly the other DPS line, um, has to be balanced and supported by the rest of the team, so that you don't, you know, put all your eggs into the basket of um, trying trying to have to go toe to toe with, you know, Yaki and PQB um, this week because you're not gonna because um, be, it, it's gonna take support and it's gonna take you know solid play to to be successful with that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think Dallas Fuel are a couple, maybe a couple more really good players away from being being able to get over this hump they're in right now. Currently, they sit at 16th in the standings at four and seven, which I, I think most people would agree they probably deserve to be a little bit higher. They have had a pretty tough schedule, um, and when they are facing the good teams, uh, they're they're facing the real good teams. <laughs> so. Dallas is, uh, would rather be playing some more mid-table teams here. Uh, it seems like they're either facing the worst teams or the very best teams. So um, they, They've got two very winnable matches, in my opinion, against Vancouver and Toronto coming up. Um, so they could definitely finish up the summer showdown 2-1, uh, and one, get a nice seed there. So that'll be nice for them. Uh, on the other hand, Florida Mayhem is now ten and four, sitting in fifth. So uh, they are looking really good, and I don't think anyone disagrees that these guys are the real deal. Um, and they probably are going to grab a playoff spot and deserve it at this point. Uh, but yeah, as far as the rest of the week goes, nothing too out of the ordinary. We both predicted the Gladiators would beat the Rain. They ended up doing so, and a decently close match. Um, I, I do want to look at Toronto versus Vancouver just for a second. I predicted Vancouver. I was completely wrong. Um, but as it pertains, Joe's MVP was in this match and I thought we should talk about him a little bit because this was 
sort of continue on. We've got a bunch of new faces showing up. This guy's a new face, but he's an old face too. Numblocked played all three maps for Toronto, and he looked pretty good, Joe. Why is he your MVP this week? Yeah, um, you know, talking about uh, you know lots of new faces. I mean, um, you know, when they extended the signing window, um, which I don't think we explicitly talked about last week, but they did um, extend it through either late June or mid July or even or something because um, all this virus stuff. But um, but but yeah, that's uh, it, lots of teams have been able to you know continue to add. We've got a new addition for the LA Gladiators already. Um, already this show but uh but yeah numlocked coming in um originally on the la valiance um and then um since september of 2018 um so i guess the end of of season one um it has been uh around in contenders uh british british hurricane team envy montreal rebellion uh you know pretty uh solid resume in that sense but yes uh called up playing um uh, playing a main tank role for uh the toronto define alongside nevix in this series and yeah looking looking really solid um uh, obviously D- toronto is a weird team uh, <laughs> um which i guess i can i could say about several teams that i keep overrating uh i guess relative to their actual performance because uh, i feel like uh you, you know, because Toronto has lots of really good parts. I think uh, it's definitely true that their their tank line probably is out of the three roles where they have the most uh, room for improvement. But um, you know, Brain and Numlock um, having letting them have a good series here is uh, definitely uh, definitely a good start for that. Uh, and I guess my my honorable mention MVP would be uh, I had just thought of it and then I forgot about it again. Um, <laughs> I forget who it was. Oh, Hoxall was mm. going to be my, my honorable mention, but um, but Numlock had a good series too. Uh, Vancouver versus Toronto. That was the series they uh, they brought Spice Adams in to cast. Um, so so that's a thing if you want to go watch that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course that was Brennan's side show. So it was uh, Eggman was also cast. <laughs> the good old Eggman. Um. Yeah, the Spice Adams thing is interesting. Um, I got messages from a lot of the Boston Uprising players about about how awful the, they thought the Spice Adams thing was. But um, <laughs> I, I kind of decided with the, the I like the Spice Adams videos. If you haven't seen them on the Owl YouTube a lot, they're funny. Um, but I, in my opinion, the worst part of those videos is when Sideshow asks him to cast because it's like. Well, I know he he's a commentator for football. That's the reason why he's asking him to cast. <laughs> but he knows nothing about the game. So obviously it's not going to be good. And it isn't even that funny, in my opinion. It's just like kind of sad um, because he's just obviously pulling things out of his ass and doesn't know what he's talking about. And it's like not too funny. I guess if any game, it was, I think they'd look down at the games and they were like, if any game, this should be the one that we do it on because it's Toronto (laughs) versus Vancouver, the two worst teams from North America last in the May melee. So it was like, okay, yeah, we'll do it on this one. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they went, they decided, Hey, let's, let's have this guy cast. They should have just done something like they did with the chocolate rain guy who was on and just like talk to him or something or interviewed him. Um, 
But yeah, you can also Tay Day, the chocolate rain guy, was also on broadcast this weekend. So you could check that out too. Um, I haven't heard that being talked about as much as the Spice Adams thing because the Spice Adams thing's more mamey, I guess. Um, but yeah, I I have nothing else I really am itching to talk about from this week, Joe. If you have anything, we did talk about Philly, Houston, or L.A., Washington, but um, I guess the L.A. Washington one was kind of unexpected. The three zero against the new Washington Justice. Uh, but Washington hasn't been performing that well, even with those players on their team so far. Um, yeah, and then it was just a short week. Uh, you know, only only eight matches this week, but uh, we'll definitely be heading into it um, <laughs> this weekend for sure. Yep. But before we talk about this weekend, we got to go through some news, Joe. And um, the first piece of news is the LA Gladiators signing Kefster. Um, if you haven't been paying attention to contenders at all, uh, Kepster is apparently a really big name in the contender scene. Um, one of the best players in contenders I've seen all over Twitter today, some owl players, even fusions of the Boston uprising himself saying that it was a really good pickup. Um, he was on team doge who got second in contenders this past weekend against third impact. Um, they won. Did they win? Team Doge or third? Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, they like 3 0 in the finals, I think. Oh. Well, did I misread Liquipedia or is Liquipedia wrong? Let me go check. I'm pretty sure they won. Let me check. Um, Kevster. Uh, Liquipedia says that third impact won. Mm. So either. Maybe, Someone's wrong here. Maybe I missed something. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, um, but Team Doge, uh, all that matters is Kevster is a Swede and apparently is a very good DPS player. Um, so I- I'm very excited. Everyone is saying this is a huge pickup for the Gladiators uh, to pair with Bird Ring. So as a Gladiators fan, I'm very excited to see what this this guy can do in action. Um you like this pickup, Joe? Yeah, I would say so. Um, trying to pull up the rest of the roster here real quick. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, really solid addition. Um, and you know, it's just a matter of how um, <laughs> how gladiators are able to use another DPS player. As uh, uh, Liquipedia still has sideshow listed on his 14-day contract, I wonder. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, it makes wonder did they did they transfer over? Uh, um, let's see what date was that? <laughs> did they did they transfer over just the remainder of his uh, of his fourteen days, or did they they restart it? I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it it is more than fourteen days after the 29th of May. But at any rate, um, but yeah, so. Four DPS players, I guess, if you don't count the the far god. But, um, but, but yeah, trying to you know how uh, how he's able to to slip in there is definitely important. Oh yeah, I'm an idiot. I was on the wrong Liquipedia page. Team Doge did win. Um, so that's my bad. <laughs> um, yeah, they four won in the finals. Uh, so oh, nice. I, I was looking at week four of Contender season one. And not the playoffs. 
Us. Uh, yeah. So Team Doge did win. Uh, so he is a contender's champion, and now he's on an Overwatch League team. So congrats to him. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm expecting to see now that the signing windows extend. I'm I'm excited to see some of these contenders players possibly sign more of them because uh, there there is a lot of talent in there. Uh, obviously, a lot of talent needs to be replaced with people retiring and going to Valorant. So uh, I'm excited to see some more players from North American contenders or Korean contenders. Uh, but. The other news is we got uh, a new Overwatch patch, Joe. Um, the patch man coming in. I think we talked about most of the balance changes last week, but there was some, there's some cool other stuff in here as well. Absolutely, yeah. This is new uh, just this afternoon even, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, so we do have some balance patches or balance changes, but first we have uh, Sinatra's MVP Zarya skin is live. Uh, currently right now in this uh, this particular I'm reading from the patch notes it doesn't have the date for how long she'll stay around um, I guess it would be a couple weeks uh, but actually just before we started recording the show I went on and made sure I was able to uh, <laughs> uh, buy, buy that skin before I forgot because I almost I was I was on yesterday I think and looking at my league token balance and I have like just over 200 mm. and I was like hey wow I should get a skin but then I didn't and I'm glad I didn't because yeah. it means I didn't have to pay anything for this one. Nice. Uh, but yeah, it's super nice. Uh, she has like tentacles and a suit and uh, there's like a little patch on one of the suit sleeves that's like uh, it's like an MVP patch type thing. Uh, I still think it's funny that like this, this, this whole skin like arises uh, arose out of like a you know self-deprecating like in joke from from like Sinatra's chat um uh, to like oh he looks like an alien and then this <laughs> this whole thing came out of it um <laughs> uh, I don't know but it's official now so it's it's Sorry is officially an alien as well now yeah. um uh, but yeah as far I I also like the skin a lot I think it's pretty cool um, as I mean, the yeah. biggest complaint, obviously, Sinatra no longer plays Overwatch as a career, so a lot of people are complaining about that. I don't mind it. I mean, yeah, the the, <laughs> the promo video, he was like, "Yeah, I can't wait to can't wait to start using this skin." <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was funny. He still plays Overwatch every once in a while, but it's <laughs> um, true. It's true. Yeah, it, yeah. Somehow, I doubt he plays Azaria. Though. Yeah, no. I, he, <laughs> I guarantee if he, he he probably won't be playing Zarya anytime soon. Um, but yeah, that's a, a lot of people sort of complaining. I disagree with the like he, he leaves or not. Like he was the watching the video convinced me. I was like, yeah, but he he definitely was the best player last year, so he deserves it. I don't care if he doesn't play anymore. Um, he it's a part of history, so. Uh yeah, continue with the patch. There's my little rant. Continue with the patch. <laughs> yeah, that's no, all good. Um, and yes, in fact, the the next uh, little update we have now a priority requeue for games that collapse. Um, so if a player leaves early and you lose a competitive game or the competitive game, you know, closes up, 
You're now granted a priority requeue the next time you queue to play. Uh, you'll see a small icon on the interface, um, and you will be prioritized by the matchmaker, so significantly lower waiting times. Uh, so that's nice. <laughs> it's the, the short version of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a little little quality of life something something there that for was you. the big that was a huge complaint for most people i mean obviously it's super annoying when you're queuing for dps wait 10 minutes and then the game has a lever and then you have to wait another 10 minutes so that's super nice um there's a, the competitive open queue uh season two is now open so um it's exactly the same as competitive mode but there is no roll lock so have uh, have fun with that. Knock yourselves out. All that fun stuff. And then yes, a few a few uh, balance changes. So Echo's focusing beam got a range nerf um, from twenty to sixteen meters. Uh, Genji got his changes that went through these the damage from each of his shurikens uh, increased from twenty to thirty. And the spread on his secondary fire reduced by 25% from 12 to 9, which those numbers don't really mean anything, but it's just less spread. (laughs) Um, And the duration of deflect has been increased from 1.5 to 2 seconds, but you can now cancel it manually. So technically, it's exactly as long as you want it to be, up up to 2 seconds. (laughs) Um, Which is cool. That's, you know, I don't know... Uh, how much it'll incredibly affect um, Genji, but I mean it's it's relatively you know relatively significant, I would say. Um, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd say so. I'd say it's a pretty good change. Reminds me of like uh, the yeah. Reaper changes where they made it so you can manually canceled cancel Wraith and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and then somebody discovered you could use like four. Uh, you know, in optimal conditions, you could use like four um, ammo. What am I trying to say? Without reloading, you could shoot four whole clips uh-huh. <laughs> using the the wraith cancel and using your ultimate reload and all yeah, that. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> uh, those are the deflect changes and the damage stuff for Genji. Uh, Hanzo also got uh, his change reverted. Um, so a a recent change, I don't know how recent it was exactly, to his Storm Arrow damage. Um, evidently they decided, uh, quotes, with the combination of uh, changes to the projectile speed and damage of Storm Arrows, uh, they actually reverted the damage nerf. So uh, per arrow damage increase now from 60 to 70. Um, so a little bit of a buff to Hansel there, and uh, a change that wasn't necessarily on the experimental card, I don't think, uh, that Orissa uh, now has increased sound effect volume uh, for her halt. Hmm. So I guess you'll hear it louder when you're yanked out of position. Nice. <laughs> um, and then a bunch of bug fixes, workshop changes, that kind of stuff. Classic. Um. Yeah. God, I, I just so that so that's the patch, I, and that'll go live. Um, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. Oh, for Overwatch League, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll get that. Yeah, get that next week. Uh, God, I just want more changes, though, Joe. I want more heroes changed. I, I, I like 
the Genjis change a lot. They're finally deciding to buff him. But so many of the other heroes need some changes. They need to just do more. Come on, Blizzard. Just do more. Obviously, they might be doing a lot with Overwatch, too. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, that's that's the other thing. It's, it's uh, you know, stirrings of that going around. Uh, there was like a, you know, blank IGN, um, like default pre-order thing that came. Or no, it wasn't, it wasn't IGN. It was like GameStop. Yeah, because IGN doesn't sell games. <laughs> um, but there was an IGN thing too because there, <laughs> there was like an IGN event that was supposed to kind of replace E3, I guess, of people announcing new games, and Blizzard was on that. But I think it just ended up being Heroes of the Storm stuff instead of Overwatch 2. Everyone was like, oh, possibly Overwatch 2, but I think it was just like May was announced as a new uh, new character in Heroes of the Storm. So, Yeah, she can pull a Frozone and yeah. uh, speed across the ground with ice. Yeah, they should add that to, um, to Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, that could be like a PvE Overwatch 2. Yeah, whatever. true. Uh but this is not a Heroes of the Storm podcast. No, <laughs> we should change uh, it, though, Joe. Heroes <laughs> of the Storm, such a popular game. such a Yeah, such a popular esports <laughs> scene that isn't dead. Yeah, it is not. It <laughs> didn't just randomly uh, die. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't smothered with a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, that's the patch. Um yeah. yeah. <laughs> week 20. Week 20's coming here, Joe. We got the same bands as last week. Of course, they're trying out the new two-week band system. So Sombra, Echo, Diva, Brig, still banned. Um, which I'm excited for. I miss Echo, but honestly, we got to see a bunch of Genji this week. I liked I liked the, um, the, the meta this week. I expected a lot more double shield, and we didn't get that much double shield, which was nice. Uh, I enjoyed it. So I'm I'm excited to see uh, more games on this patch or on this this hero pool, I guess. Um, so let's predict matches, Joe. I think uh, what is the score? Update the score on our picks. Uh, I believe it's like sixty-one to sixty-five. Yeah, yeah. You're at you're at sixty-five points. I'm at sixty-one because um, I had one up uh, one up over on you last week. By picking Toronto over Vancouver. Nice. Well, uh, most likely I'm going to be picking first until the summer sh- showdown, um, because <laughs> unless something crazy. Yeah, happens. yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, because most of our points obviously come from the tournaments here. Predicting a nice, good bracket will get you a lot of points. Uh, but let's predict matches this week, Joe. First, uh, we're going to go London's Pitfire, Chengdu Hunters. These two are at the bottom of the Asian division. Uh, so far this year, London's been struggling ever since they joined. Uh, but the question for me is, because I have to pick first, can they, uh, obviously they've been facing a bunch of top teams not doing well at all. Can they face another team at the bottom and possibly beat them? And my answer to the question is no. I still think Chengdu Hunters is better than them, and I still think they will beat them this this week. Uh, London's just going to continue to stink it up here in this division as far as I'm concerned. How about you, Joe? What do you, who do you got? Yeah, I'm sort of going through, uh, you know, uh, 
some of the team's history right now. Neither of them we saw in week 19, so then technically we haven't um, seen them even since the May Melee tournament. Um, or of course, New York uh, had a really close match with Chengdu uh, there in in that week. Um, and I believe London played Shanghai, I want to say. Yep. Um, and, and lost, obviously. Uh, but, uh, but, but yeah, both near the bottom of uh, the power rankings we posted last week as well. I'm trying to see. Uh, just for reference, we both had London immediately over Chengdu. Um, as the bottom, <laughs> as the bottom of the Pacific Division, um, and in fact, yeah, London over Chengdu, um, but yeah, I think uh, despite that, and despite their most recent head-to-head, uh, London taking it three zero. Um, I think I'm gonna have to go with you on this one. Um, give give the edge here to. Uh, to the Chengdu Hunters, um, you, you know, and, and uh, for this for the sake of the the London fans listening, you know, I hope uh, I hope they're able to pull something out. But uh, you know, you gotta you gotta think that especially some of the um, some of the play like we were seeing seeing this past week is definitely going to favor um, a team like Chengdu for sure. Yeah, I yeah, it's just London's. London did did uh, have a close one against the Shanghai Dragons in the main melee, uh, which was great. Um, but their performance last week doesn't leave me confident um, in what they can do. Uh, yeah, London's just a confusing team. At times, I'm really hype about that roster. At other times, I'm just like, yeah, the, they made a mistake. Um, <laughs> next, we got the San Francisco Shock against the Paris Eternal. This one should be a good one. Uh, a real good challenge for Sparkle. Uh, he'll immediately have to go up against um, the San Francisco Shock, the defending champions. So that'll be a tough one. I And I, even though I do really like this Paris roster this year, uh, I think this is their first time facing the Shock this season. So this should be an interesting one for sure. But uh, I, I still think the Shock are going to, uh, come out on top here against Paris, even though I, I, I love Sparkle. I love this roster overall. Maybe it'd be a closer game if they had XC still, but uh, I'm going going shocked to win this one. How about you, Joe? Yeah, I'm not sure that... Um, I'm not sure I'm quite ready to call the upset here. Uh, I mean, it's possible, um, but I definitely wouldn't uh, uh, bet my match on it, which... Um, which I guess I am at this point. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, to watch, uh, I'm trying to think who would even play Genji for Shock. I guess like Rascal, maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to watch the, the Sparkle versus Rascal on Genji, uh, that would be super cool. I would be a big fan of that. Um, but we'll have to uh, see how that goes, you know? Yeah, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for that match for sure. Uh, next, we're picking Guangzhou versus Hangzhou. Guangzhou has been impressing lately. Um, I, I don't think they've quite been able to get past uh, some of the top teams. They ended up losing to Seoul in a close one in the semifinals in the main melee. 
Uh, haven't been able to get past Shanghai. Um, I think they might have beaten NYXL at some point and played close ones against NYXL for sure. So this is definitely a top contender uh, in the Asia division compared to Hangzhou, who has who's kind of been a little bit more all over the place. Um, it's definitely been interesting to watch both of these teams who I think were um, sort of middle of the pack last year perform this year and I'm going to go Guangzhou because I have been very impressed with their performances lately. I think they've definitely started to step out of that mid table place in the um, out of the Asian teams where they usually are sitting. So uh, I'm excited to see uh, this game, but I, I do think Guangzhou has, has sort of proven that they're definitely better than Hangzhou at this point. The, the better question uh, is going to be if they can, beat Seoul for sure earlier this week earlier in the week so yeah I think um, uh, out of these matches that you know typically we have um, uh, it seems like you know typically we have three that we'll, we'll pick the same and one that we might differ on um, just because sometimes that's how that works but I feel like um, if anything this is Maybe the the out of these four, um, the match that I will pick differently on, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the the boys in pink, mm. I guess, and blue, <laughs> but pink in particular. Um, that uh, and it's it, it's sort of sort of risky, I guess, because it depends on what they end up playing. Because uh, I think this is a team that is really comfortable uh, playing. Uh, particularly the heroes and and the compositions that we saw this past weekend, um, and, and granted we we didn't see um, either Hangzhou or Guangzhou playing, but what we did see is Winston, and what we did see is the the tracer, and we uh, the, you know these kinds of heroes that you know, that Gushui that um, uh, all I can think of is IDK, but IDK doesn't play tracer. Uh, <laughs> the, the the you know the, the Hangzhou DPS it, it's that this is the the style that they enjoy right that when when you're when you're forced to play the double shield when you're forced to uh you, you know get like into the Reinhardt um uh the, the Hangzhou isn't nearly as comfortable with that but um uh, if they're if they allow themselves if 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 they're allowed uh based on their circumstances against Guangzhou to play some of these things that they like I think they've they definitely got uh, the potential to take this, um, like I said, out of the four matches, I think this is uh, this is probably um, and and what I what I predict you to be picking. This is, I think, the the uh, good one to take the upset on. Nice. I'm excited to see who wins this one now. Love when we pick different matches here, Joe. Different teams. I mean, uh, next we've got. Um, another good one, the Valiant versus the Florida Mayhem. Valiant have been uh, performing pretty well lately. Um, a lot of people, are eyes are on the Valiant, especially with how everyone was ranking them at the beginning of the season. Of course, me and Joe both put them very high in our last latest power rankings. But of course, the Florida Mayhem, 10 and 4, looking very good this year so far. Um, this is a tough one, honestly. Uh, we, we haven't, I don't think we've gotten to see these two teams play yet this season, but Valiant obviously made it to semifinals. They had a huge win against Paris. 
Um, Florida made it to finals, though. They're a finals team. So it's it's going to be hard to pick against Florida here. I like the Valiant. I like their improvements. They've been doing well. Uh, but I still think Florida is just like one of the best teams here in this North American conference right now or North, North American region. Uh, so I, 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 I think Florida is still going to pull this one out against the Valiant. Who do you got, Joe? Um, yeah, so that's what I, that's what I predicted you would oh, say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, but yeah, so I'm, um, I'm, I'm going Florida as well here. Um, uh, I think, um, you know, as, as successful and as, as, as breakout as some of these, uh, LA value matches have been, um, yeah, that especially Florida as of late is, um, just really picking up, uh, picking up speed, picking up momentum, um, and I mean that's going to be it's going to be a big part of uh, what I assume will be um, a win late this weekend. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, should be another exciting weekend. There are picks. We got one different one. Uh, so Joe can't quite catch up to me yet, but uh, he can get closer. Uh, but yeah, that's it's a shorter episode to make up for our very long episode from uh, last week. I guess. <laughs> um, anything else to say, Joe? Before we sign off. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's you know going into week two now of this uh, uh, June qualifier, uh, but it'll be good to see all the teams. I actually don't know if all the teams are playing, but definitely more than we saw this past week. Yeah, it'll be exciting. Uh, definitely to see at least some more Asian region teams play, like Guangzhou, Hangzhou. Uh, it's some Chengdu action as well. Uh, it'll be exciting. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow our personal Twitters. Mine's at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's I-N-C. Our show has a Twitter. It's at On The Flank Show. You can email us on the flank show doc, on the flank show at gmail.com or tweet at us if you have any corrections, any topics you'd like us to talk about. You're listening to this one way. If you want to listen to it a different way, you can go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co. We're on iTunes. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. And we are on Google Play. Thank you guys for listening. And enjoy another week of Overwatch League.